to Richmond Kickers Weekly. My name is Daryl Grove and I'm joined as ever by Taylor Rockwell. Hello. Whoop. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, we were played in by the Red Army. Yeah. Um, they're a proper supporters group mm. so they just make regular soccer noises. They do. They're not, they're, they don't make flamingo noises. <laughs> which I'm not even sure is what a flamingo sounds like. I heard some squawking when I listened to, when I watched flamingo YouTube videos. That's all I, I'm saying. I tease in jest because I actually think the flamingo noise mm-hmm. quote unquote yeah. that the fans make when opposition teams are taking set pieces is weirdly it's both funny and effective which is which is i would say why it's effective is because it's funny because yeah we have this idea that annoying like, exactly but there's this idea like you have to be either just annoying or you're like like you know waving stuff around to try to distract the the take or anything like that but it can also be that if the person about to take a free kick finds something mildly amusing in the stands then they're still paying attention to what's happening in the stands yeah, yeah. even if it's like 0.5 yeah. percent attention that's exactly. less than 100 percent attention on what they're doing that's what yeah. uh percentages tell me yes that's why joe Gardo's late free kick was saved exactly <laughs> that could have been the equalizer if not for the move he, put, he would have put a little bit of power behind it, but that, that the half a percent was focused on the whoop. We can't quite make the noise. Can we? we can't, and I think we're verging into Juggalo, uh, the, the call of the Juggalo territory. So we should probably just move on to the actual game. That will be Ford Madison's next uh, next branding adventure. <laughs> All right, so the game was Richmond Kickers terrifying. away yeah. to Forward Madison. The Kickers lost 1-0. Goal from Diaz mm-hmm. for Madison in the 74th minute. Um it was hard to watch this game on ESPN Plus because of that weird Madison camera angle, yes. right? I'm not going to I don't think we should spend ages complaining, but I think it's worth noting. It's difficult to watch the game. I really feel bad for the It uh, looks like my dad when he filmed my high school games. He'd like stand up at the top of the bleachers <laughs> with like a handheld camera and do his best. Right. And so and he got, I, he got as high as he could get. Yes. Right. But I say that because it it makes me watching it in studio like I find myself leaning to the left of like come on camera, lean to the left so I can see what's happening and <laughs> and the only time I've the other time I've done that is when my I was watching like my dad's footage yeah. cuz like oh you're missing it. I will say this, the the, uh, uh-huh. the camera crew, yeah. I think, are doing a good job in a bad situation yeah. because they're managing to still track the play and they have mm-hmm. to like zoom in when it's on the left and like zoom out when it's on the right. right and try and follow the ball. It's probably the hardest work that they do at a soccer game. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> probably the case. And then I think also the sun was setting directly into the camera lens as well in the opening couple minutes. That probably didn't Bit help. Bit Abrams going on. But, exactly. <laughs> but it does make it difficult to sort of know exactly what was happening in this game yes. because you can only see a small percentage of the field at any given moment. Yeah, well, luckily, there's a new Forward Madison podcast, Behind the Feathers. Of course. Which I've got to admit is a really good name. It's a solid name. It's a good name. Behind the Feathers, um, hosted by Cuba and uh, Jason Klein. Mm -hmm. And Jason Klein uh, sent us a clip, uh, which is You don't want to take a shot at Cuba's last name? Cuba. (laughs) (laughs) Cuba Consonants, I think it is. Cuba Consonants. (laughs) Yes. Um, so head coach Daryl yeah. Shaw, excellently named Daryl mm-hmm. Shaw, um, basically explained what happened in the first half and what he switched up in the second half. And based on not having a good camera angle, I'm just going to straight up take his word for it. How about that? I will too. It took me a minute to realize why it was excellently named Daryl Shaw. I was like, do you have a strong affinity for the last name Shaw? Oh, I see what's happened here. So here's a quick breakdown of sort of kicker's lineup yeah. and first half tactics and what Madison changed in the second half, according to the excellently named Daryl mm-hmm. Shaw. So. Kickers were missing um, Akwai, yep. who, in my opinion, is far and away our best defender. Yeah. He's the guy that is always stepping out to win things. Mm-hmm. He's also the reason we've been able to play a back three somewhat successfully in recent weeks, right? Yeah. It's been Akwai, Shinoski, and Magales, mm-hmm. like right, center, left. 
we don't have any of the centre backs, nope. so we had to go back to uh, just two centre backs, so a back four. Right? Yes, and then also missing is Matt Bolduc, mm-hmm. who has been something of a revelation as a winger who's been playing as an attacking midfielder. Yes, for the Richmond Kickers, also suspended both through yellow card accumulation. So this meant the Kickers had to do sort of a whole new thing, but mm-hmm. more like a thing we used to do. Right, four Which, two three one, right. give or take. Right? Which is. Not a thing you necessarily want to see if you're a kickers fan because the back three did seem to be working. It was, it was, right? it was allowing more attacking players to get into better attacking positions. It was keeping Bolduc and Mawape like up high but more central, but yeah. then they could kind of change positions and Joe Gardo would drop in. And it was a lot of flexibility and variability to that attack. Yeah. That once you go back to that 4 2 3 1, I think things get a little bit more static. And then I think Ford, uh, Madison made some adjust- adjustments and then end up getting the result. So, yeah, speaking of those adjustments, what the kickers did is they had the Wingers, Moape and Josh Hughes, who played sort of left wing in the 4231, um, would tuck inside. Mm-hmm. And you would essentially have five central midfielders yep. for the kickers. Well, four central midfielders plus Joe Giardo sometimes coming deep to get the ball. Mm-hmm. Daryl Shaw noticed this that in his 433, kind of his three central midfielders were overrun. So at half time, he dragged everybody back a bit. He had Eric Leonard sit mm-hmm. a little deeper. And he had, this is what he described on the Behind the Feathers podcast, he had the weak side winger took inside to join the central midfielders. So people don't know what a weak side winger is, Tyler. Can you please explain? Uh, the winger who's not on the side of the field that the ball's on, basically. That's it, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 essentially. So when the ball's on, say, like the left, like the kicker's right-hand side, uh, forward's left-hand side, then the right-sided midfielder tucks in a little bit and almost becomes a like right central midfielder. Mm-hmm. So th- that way, Madison were no longer mm-hmm. outnumbered in central midfield. It's a nice little tweak from Daryl Shaw. And I'm really, I actually really like that he went on the podcast and explained it I think more you know I'm always in favor of uh, what's the word tactical transparency yeah Yeah. I mean I appreciate that as well but I appreciate the The podcast wasn't published at halftime which is it was not (laughs) that that would have been very helpful for David Bieler who does make his adjustments fairly quickly so I think he spotted that something was wrong but I appreciate this adjustment from the perfectly named Daryl Shaw uh, (laughs) because what what it did for I think Mattis or for Ford, excuse me, they go by Ford, uh, is that you can you have that like say the right sided midfielder tuck inside become the right center mid, but as soon as Ford would win the ball back, they would spread right back out again. Yeah. And now they're making the field very big, which either stretches the kickers or, as seemed to be more often the case, at least in those first fifteen minutes of the second half, the kickers stayed kind of compact and central, but that left the wings wide open, and so Ford would get the kind of attacks on the wings. Yep. Kickers would stretch I mean, out, and then they, like what there were three chances in like three minutes for Ford yeah, that all should have been goals. It was yeah. Yeah, it was an avalanche of chances right. for, for forward in the first, what, 15 minutes mm-hmm. of the second half. To quote Johan Cruyff, um, who I've been researching lately for reasons, uh-huh. um, the goal of soccer is make the field as big as possible when you have the ball mm-hmm. and as small as possible when you don't have the ball. Don't want to oversell what Daryl Shaw did, but it's basically that concept, right? Uh, you were not here for our adult league practice last Tuesday, but I yelled that the entire time. Did you really? Yes, yes, that was what we were working did you, on. You, Johan Cruyff said. I did not go that far with it. <laughs> yelling Cruyff yes. quotes at our players. I just said... We have ball make big, they have ball make small. We have ball make big. Yep. No need for different Simplicity, baby. Simplicity. (laughs) You're yelling it in Helvetica. Uh, Yes, of course. (laughs) So, yeah, so lots of chances after Daryl Shaw's changes at (laughs) halftime. David Bueller, kicker's coach, does switch it up, right? He does. Dennis Chin comes in. I've forgotten who he subs in for, but I do have the the USL game report. Uh, Maxi Rodriguez, I believe. Thank you very much. And it becomes more like a, I want to say a 4-3-1-2. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, Moape. No, that's what it was. Sorry, and it was more like a four, 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 two, three, one. Oh yeah, sorry. Yes, mm-hmm. I was completely wrong, right? And I thought you were talking about forward. So yes, <laughs> we're both all over the place. Yes, it basically uh, Maxi goes out, and it becomes almost a four, four, two, or like a four. 
three one two because Mawape yeah. has a lot of freedom to float around. Uh, but then Dennis Chin goes wide, and I, that's kind of where the game was confusing in the sense that like we couldn't quite see everything from the yeah. the camera itself. But I think also it speaks to a little bit of the kind of confusion of the kickers that yeah. we would see Mawape on the right, we'd see Mawape on the left, we'd see him center, we'd see him dropping back, which can be a good thing. But it also didn't feel like there was a sort of in contrast to Ford, where it was like, okay, we've got the ball, now we're going to spread it wide and make the field big. It felt yeah. like it was sort of a, like, well, we'll try to play to Joe Gallardo and see what happens. Yeah. On a number of occasions, it didn't feel like it was a plan, like, Mwape will drift central, and then we'll play through him, and Joe Gallardo will replace him out wide, and we have these kind of patterns of play. Yeah. It felt a bit more improvisational, I guess. I've, I've just realized that when Chin came on, I think Mwape did go more to just a traditional, more mm-hmm. right-wing kind of spot. Uh, but again, really hard. Yep. Really, really hard with the camera angle. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, it didn't solve all the kickers' problems. No. Because they conceded in the 74th minute, Christian Diaz scoring the goal for forward with an assist from Paolo Jr. We didn't see the whole play. No. Because there was a replay bang in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it comes down forwards left. It does, but it starts with a free kick on forwards right. And I think that is part of the issue here is that what the kickers were doing you're absolutely right when uh, Dennis Chin comes on they go into a more standard 4-4-2 albeit Ish, with Gallardo yeah. floating um, but I think as we talked about then like Dennis Chin if he was on the left where the free kick's being taken he slides all the way out the midfield slides over and I think Mwape kind of tucks inside and becomes a, almost a more central central midfielder but then if Ford switched the ball very dramatically which they do they take the free kick short and then uh, is it Eric Leonard? Yeah Eric Leonard Leonard thank yeah, you. Number he, three defensive midfielder he plays won that, a lot won a lot of balls. Yeah, yeah. but he plays a driven ball diagonally across the field that Mwape tries to get to and kind of gets to in the sense he that gets he, touch, right? he gets a touch to it. But I think if he had been wider and hadn't been as tucked inside, that ball isn't even on in the first place. But now he's trying to scramble out to make a play. He gets a toe to it. But unfortunately for him, he puts it into Christian Diaz's foot. And so it still yeah. goes forward. And, it is really unlucky for Mwape. Yeah, because right? it goes, I mean, it's, it's as good of a play as he could have made, but the deflection goes straight to the feet of uh, J.C. Banks, who has his back to goal. He settles he plays it wide for Paolo Jr. Paolo Jr. squares it for Christian Diaz and Ford have the goal. But there's a not even necessarily a lot more going on here. There's just one key thing one happening major here. thing going on. Yep. And unfortunately, it's a play we really like. But mm-hmm. Eli Lockerbie yep. steps up to Christian Diaz, leaves uh, Paolo Jr. Mm-hmm. behind when he absolutely didn't need to. No. Right? If, if Lockerbie had stayed like with the back four, uh, then Jr. would not have been wide open. I think yeah. No, you're absolutely correct. And and it's that's where, again, I say it felt like there were moments of the kickers having to improvise. Mm-hmm. And when you're improvising in the attack, that can be a little bit more understandable because more you're trying stuff. <laughs> but when you're trying to like figure things... No jazz defending. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could have left it at jazz, but defending's fine. Uh, yeah, but then you kind of, you don't know because if you're trying to figure it out in the moment as that ball is being switched and you, maybe you're not communicating or maybe you both panic or whatever, both those players step. And now you're sort of completely out of position to the extent that if Mwape, like that goal probably happens even faster if Mwape doesn't get just that toe to it because now he's overrun the ball. But then it's like a yeah. 3v1 because Shinovsky is the only defender yeah, back. Yeah, Diaz could have played Paolo Jr. straight in if Mwape yep. hadn't stepped mm-hmm. to intercept. Yeah. Yeah. I think, honestly, like I know we're blaming Lockerbie. There's also a communication issue, right? Yeah. Where between them, Mwape and Lockerbie should have known who's stepping to the ball and who's staying home. That would have been good. And they tried to both step to the ball. They did. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it, it didn't work out. It did we not. Also, um, I saw the kickers appeal for offside. Mm-hmm. Any chance you think that um, Christian Diaz was offside? No. 
No, me, um, me uh, neither. Paolo Jr. drives. I wanted to believe it for a little yeah. bit, but yeah. He drives almost to the end line. He's probably like three or four yards from the end line, but uh, when that ball is squared to Christian Diaz, he is standing on the six yard box. So, no, it's definitely a. He plays it backwards, If not backwards, then at least lateral, lateral yeah. which means it's going to be onside. Ah, so no. kickers got away once with a yeah. offside, an offside decision. They did not a second time, but they really did. I mean, I want to emphasize they really did get away because between those three missed chances for forward and then that goal that was called back for offside, like it really could have been four nil in the space of ten minutes. Which yeah. is why I think David Buell makes the change he does. It brings on Dennis Chin, and then it almost is sort of like deals with the issue. But I think some individual defensive mistakes and a lack of like team defensive play in that moment leads to the goal. Is it? Too big a thing to say that when the kickers are missing Wahaba Kwai, we're in trouble defensively. No, it's not too big a thing to say because that's it's like definitely a basic true. thing to take mm-hmm. away from this, right? Yeah. Is that we have this guy that steps and wins a lot and is also pretty good at building out of the back and lets us play in a back three because we only have three centre backs. Mm-hmm. That if he's missing, we're in all kinds of trouble, both numerically um, in terms of centre backs we have and just talent wise, in that I think he's the most aggressive uh, ball winning defender that we have. Yeah, I, I think he is. Thinking, thinking, maybe Gallardo is the only other candidate for this one, but I think uh, aside from Gallardo, Aquai is probably the kicker's most important player. Yeah. And for all the reasons you mentioned, but also just from a like momentum, calming, like you want that rock in defense who mm-hmm. you can look to. And we've played on, on teams where like that center back who we've come to rely on isn't there for that game. Yeah. And even if the. We're like, where's Todd? <laughs> exactly. It's like, <laughs> uh oh. And I think that can happen here that if you don't have that guy who, yes, steps out and makes plays, but I think also is an organizer and helps kind of build confidence and helps keep things together, if he's not there, you're changing the shape, but you're also changing the sort of relationship of that defense. Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah, it's about the established patterns and relationships yes. and partnerships. Mm. Yeah, partnership is the word I was there looking for. There we go. Me, me too. It took me three <laughs> words to get there, but I got there. Um, we also had um, a kicker's debut for Riley Craft, mm-hmm. recent signing. We watched his 10 minutes. It was really hard to get a feel for the type of player he is, right? I mean, he did a really good job of, much of watching the ball go over his head repeatedly. Yeah, he just didn't get many. T- so no. we have no way to pass judgment on Riley Craft. It was definitely a Kraft long ball yet. physical affair there at we the, go. Uh, the end yeah. of this game. Uh, what we do know is Riley Kraft um, mm-hmm. has bleached hair similar to Joe Gallardo, but wears different colored cleats. That's important. Right? Yellow cleats, so you'll be able to spot him yeah. in a kicker's jersey. Until Joe Gallardo starts wearing equally, equally bright cleats. He better not. You can't be yellow top and bottom. Let's hope not. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the kickers, next? Yeah, next uh, kickers lose on the road. They're on the road uh, tomorrow, Saturday at 8 p.m. Uh, versus Tormenta. Mm-hmm. Then they're home to Greenville, away to North Texas. And on Saturday, uh, the 14th, they're home to Ford Madison. All right. I will be there. I will be there. As well. All right, we look forward to that game. We're going to make some weird bird noises, and I won't be wearing pink. What's the state bird? Is no it way. cardinal? I'm going to find out. The what cardinal, they're... man. Yeah, it's red. We're going to make cardinal noises. Yeah, <laughs> they do make a very distinctive noise. It's there the noise go. that you hear. You either hear robins or cardinals in in Virginia. I yeah. Think. yeah, I'm going to figure out figure it out, learn it, and uh, and yell it every, right. every time a forward player takes a set piece. I it'll be just me and you, and we'll be really weird. But I'll consider it like my personal revenge. I kind of know the noise a Cardinal makes, but I'm not going to do it. No, no, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. So I'm just going to leave it there and say, (laughs) go Cardinals. Go Cardinals. In all all forms. (laughs) The St. Louis ones. The Louisville ones. There's more. Arizona ones? Them too. Are they still one? Yeah, Yeah. I think so. (laughs) Show me the money. Are they still one? Show me the money. (laughs) There we go. I was wondering how you'd pull that one off. Now I get it. (laughs) Yeah, of course. All right, we should definitely wrap this up. Um, I think we should do a retrospective on Rod Tidwell, but that's fine. (laughs) Whatever. I should remember his name, yeah. Kickers are ninth in the standings. Yeah. Playoffs look a little further away. You know what they're not? Tenth. 
Woo! Yeah, in your face, Orlando City. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we should have a quiet and mm-hmm. Balduke back uh, for this Saturday's game. Yep. So fingers crossed that things go a little bit better. Fingers crossed indeed. All right, let's have not weird bird noises, but <laughs> the proper sounds of the Red Army play us out. Oh, yeah.